You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 2007 Frankfurt Avenue. For more information, visit us at circleofhope.net. Hey, I'm Johnny. I use he, him pronouns, and I want to offer a message to you that I hope encourages you. We'll start with uh, reading scripture, though. And during the season of Lent, we'll be using the psalm from the lectionary each week, and I'll reflect on it, and I, we'll, we'll read it together. This is Psalm 91 today, and I've divided it into various colors, as you can see, and I want, looks like, five volunteers to read portions of it. If you're in the room... Use the mic to read it. Luke will give it to you. And if you're on Zoom, you can just unmute and speak. Okay? So we need five volunteers, and this, this will be a little clunky, not seamless. However, we'll be doing it together, reading it together, and that's the idea, to do it as a community. So first volunteer, raise your hand. Or speak out on Zoom. You who live in the shelter of the Most High who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day or the pestilence that stalks in darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your refuge, the Most High your dwelling place. He will not befall you, or no evil shall befall you, no scourge shall come near your feet. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show them my salvation. Thank you for that reading. Let's pray before we keep going. Lord, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We've begun the long fast of Lent This week, Lent comes from lengthen. It's a long 40-day fast. And we begin the process of dying to the things we need to die to, letting go of things that we've collected that we need to let go of. We break up the log jam of our life to allow the water to flow again. We look to disrupt the homeostasis 
of our lives and allow the Spirit to show up again. We want things to change. For many of us, the last two years have been a long Lenten season. And I hope that during this Lent, some, some things that we've uh, collected along the way, we can let go of. If we're looking to disrupt our life during Lent, the question for us in 2022 is, what, what do we do with our lives when they've already been so disrupted? What if our social position already disrupts us? How does a Ukrainian enter Lent when their life is already hell? And that's how it's felt for the last few Lenten seasons. It's felt like we've been in a Lent every day. So we're entering into this season intentionally seems redundant. It seems too symbolic. It was exactly two years ago that we held our last Sunday meeting in this space before the pandemic started. March 8th would have been the day. It's March 6th. So it's, this, it's that Sunday. It's really hard to think about that. I think there's a bulletin board back there that still has the, the, the date on it. It's been Lent every day since then, it feels like. So then entering into this season symbolically seems redundant because we're already in a sea of suffering, a sea of captivity, a sea of death. How do we use Lent today? Because of how challenging the pandemic has been, even the most well-off of us have felt like what it's like, to some extent, to live like an oppressed person. The pandemic oppressed many of us. It disabled many of us. And for the first time, rather for, for many of us, rather than a need to manufacture our pain, we simply had an opportunity to feel it. And for the oppressed, and that's many of us, and many of us became acquainted with our oppression during the pandemic, intentionally suffering to break through how we're spiritually stuck feels unnecessary. We're already broken. Our tears already flow. We already within us have a vacancy that God can fill. We don't need to self-empty because we're already emptied. Lent is permission to let go of how we cope and face the pain of our own life. And that's an invitation to all of us. We can feel our pain in this season because we know that hope awaits us. And we can enter into the suffering now because glory will follow. So if you feel downtrodden, if you feel worn out, if you feel fatigued, take the chance to enter into that pain. You have permission and you will experience solidarity as all of us self-empty alongside you and become aware of our pain and become aware of our struggle. Jesus' call to us during Lent is to enter into our existing pain. Sometimes that means we need to remove things that numb our pain. We change what we do with our bodies. You know, so you get rid of your nightcap, maybe. 
get rid of the CBD for the season or the chocolate bar or that delicious MSG laden Dorito which is why Doritos taste good by the way and ranch dressing by the way, I'm, not, I'm going to stop telling you that everyone likes MSG maybe we let go of what is in our mind and put it into our body so you wake up earlier, you journal more, you pray longer. Or maybe we'll get into our bodies more, take a yoga class, go for a walk, check the weather. We practice the things that help us experience the vacancy that's already in us. We want to feel it. And so for the next six Sundays, you won't hear any Hamilton references in the message. So we're all doing our part. It's one of the things. <laughs> if we're oppressed, we become conscious of our pain. We become, we become painfully conscious of what our abusers have done to us, how white supremacy has deformed us, how ableism has made us less human, how sexism has objectified us, how homophobia has dehumanized us. Lance gives us a chance to feel our woundedness and allow Jesus to enter into it, enter into our woundedness and our pain. We can bear our wounds to our wounded Savior. And for many of us, we just don't need to add pain to our life. Lent is just an opportunity to feel what's here and await liberation. And Sundays during this season are a little taste of that liberation. I hope that you break from your fast on Sundays as you await resurrection. Don't be afraid to fully feel your pain because we're doing it together and feeling it together. We need to let go of the things that we think save us in order to create space for our Lord to be our Savior. We can enter into our suffering and give an opportunity for God to be our refuge. We can enter into our frailty and our vulnerability in order to develop the faith we need to allow God to be our protector. We can let go of our coping mechanisms and feel pain fully. And for those of us who are protected by things like our skin, if we're white, or our gender, if we're men, or our sexuality, if we're straight, or if our bodies, if we're not disabled, if we're temporarily able-bodied, that is, we learn to let go of those false refuges and assume the posture of the marginalized, so that we can rely on God to be our Lord and protector. We'll be exploring Psalms in this season, and this is the richest poetry in the Bible to enter into our emotions and feelings. And we will see this week that our Psalm is about the protection and refuge that God gives us in seasons in our lives of vulnerability. The message of this psalm is simple. It's repetitive. It reinforces its main point. God will protect those who put, who find refuge, who find a home in God. This is Psalm 91, and it's a psalm that is encouraging those of us who have let go of our armor to find our safety and comfort in the arms of God. Those of us who find shelter in the Most High, those of us who live in the shadow of the Almighty or Shaddai, 
my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We let go of everything to demonstrate our trust in God. How ironic is it that on our currency and in it the pledge to its flag, we utter in God we trust while at the same time demonstrating more trust in our nation, in our money, in our military. It's a mockery of a psalm like this to put in God we trust on something that you trust more. If we claim we trust in God, we need to divest from the power that we put our trust in, the other powers, the false gods. God protects and covers us with God's pinions, the outermost feathers on a bird. You clip those pinions so the bird can't fly. God protects us with God's pinions and God's wings. God is faithful to us. God offers us a shield and a buckler, which is a small shield, handheld shield, as we allow ourselves to be shielded by God. The psalmist is being redundant with the descriptions here. Pinion and wing, shield and buckler. God protects you from all these, uh, from all things at all times of day, whether it's terror at night, arrows in the day, pestilence and disease in the darkness, or even noonday destruction. Throughout the day, God is there protecting you. Every season of life, every moment of the day. Even when thousands die to your left and to your right, danger won't come near you. In fact, it is the wicked, it is your enemies that will suffer this, that will suffer these things as God protects you as your fortress and your refuge. Because of our trust in God, we will abide in God. We will find our abode in God. We will be protected. And for the people of Israel, a vulnerable nation... This sort of song is encouraging, even if it feels fantastical. It encourages faith and protection for those who submit to God. God's angels will protect you in every way. God's messengers will protect you, carrying you in their palms, in their hands. And we will walk on lions and snakes. Here's that redundancy again. You will trample young lions and serpents underfoot. Lions and young lions, snakes and adders. In Hebrew, there are five words for lion that are synonyms. In English, there's only one. So you get lion and young lion. Some of the art of the poetry can be lost in our translations, but the translators actually try their best to preserve the poetic form. That's part of translating a psalm. God is after our love and our desire, and our God will deliver those to the people that love God. The psalmist tells us, when we let go of what protects us, when we become vulnerable and rely on God to protect us, we are demonstrating love. And then in the last stanza, 
of the psalm, the one that Bethany read us, I believe. It's in quotes, because God is now speaking back to us. God tells us, if you love me, you'll be delivered. If you know the name of God, you'll be protected. God wants to relate to us and be with us in our trouble, rescuing us and honoring us. God will offer us a long life and salvation. This poem is romantic in how it expresses a love relationship between God and the oppressed, between God and the vulnerable, those who make themselves vulnerable because they trust God. We sing it for hope. We sing it to inspire our vulnerability. For truly oppressed people or for people who allow themselves to feel their frailty, God promises hope and protection. And as a community, let us model that too. As we journey forward together, let's be inspired by how God describes his protection of the most vulnerable and do the same as a body. God is telling us how to care for the people that put their refuge in God. We can mimic that as a body. We can act in the same ways that we've received from God. So I hope that you find comfort in this psalm and also inspiration too to do like God does, to do our part in protecting one another and the most vulnerable. Peace. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.